0: Did you know that Fourth of July is actually the number one day of the year that dogs go missing? How scary is that?
1: That is so scary, and I
0: don't, I don't do it often enough.
1: Like I don't leave collars on my dogs all the time. Yeah,
0: well, I think just like, like I know they're microchipped, but still, having identification on your dog and having all those things ready before the Fourth of July, so that you don't have that horrible accident happen to you, is going to make sure that you have a safer holiday. And I think that we can both agree that there's lots of different ways that we can help our dogs for 4th of July as well.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of preparation that you need to do that I have, you know, I'm actually gearing up here myself. There's things that you can do as far as training goes, but... Some people don't have the opportunity to do that. And so um, one of the cool things that I really like is that first and foremost, I just think it's really neat that you can use dog TV. And dog TV has made some really cool programs that actually assist your dogs into having relaxation, right? They have whole relaxation programs, but also you can leave it on as like a sound for the dog to focus on and even maybe drown out some of these other sounds that are going to be coming into town. Um, And we all know like as fireworks are allowed more and more areas, People will do it right in their mm-hmm. backyard, so it could be right in your backyard. Um, and there's a lot of psychology as far as like how a dog takes in sound and how it affects them and what they maybe pair it to and and why they act the way they act. Um, we've got a pretty cool guest that's going to be yeah, sharing some that's right. On that. So
0: actually, Dog TV has Victoria Stillwell sharing some tips for Fourth of July, which is going to be super helpful and hopefully can help some of you guys with your dogs at home with this difficult holiday. So let's check out some of those tips. Dog marks, dog marks,
2: what you gonna do, what you're gonna do for you gonna Humans and animals We like patterns in things Including patterns in sound And when those patterns are disturbed Like a loud noise Because it is important for our survival to be able to understand what that noise is we will most likely orient or orientate ourselves towards where that noise is coming from right so if you're sitting here and you're listening to me and all of a sudden you hear a loud bang outside you are going to go like this right it's just normal right that's a that's a normal reaction both with humans and animals and it is a survival thing what is that sound most of the time we know oh that's fireworks oh that's thunder oh that's you know somebody dropped something in the kitchen but dogs don't and if they can't make sense of that sound then they could become fearful of it and then fear fear is adaptive right everybody needs to fear stuff if we didn't Like say we didn't fear that actually if we didn't look before we crossed the road that we were maybe going to get run over by a car. We would just walk out of the road and get run over by a car, right? So fear actually is safe. However, when fear turns into a phobia, that's maladaptive. And it serves no kind of function or positive function in your life. And in fact, it can harm your life. So this is what we're talking about. Dogs that are fearful of noises, but also dogs that are phobic of noises and when are those, you know, when is it most likely to happen? When thunderstorms roll in, especially here in the South, where I have lived in the southern United States or in the Midwest. And July the 4th, November the 5th, New Year's Eve, and all of the times around then when everybody likes to set their fireworks off. Look, our dogs are they have a lot to cope with. They're really amazingly adaptable if you think about it, but they have this unbelievable hearing that, um, you know, I would say for for people to truly understand it, if you have a a regular piano and at the very top of the piano really high notes, you add another 48 notes to the top of that piano you, the human ear will be able to hear another about 20 notes Uh, dogs can hear like 48 notes, so that's really, really high And, and we can't hear that dogs can, so when you're talking about sirens, when you're talking about these loud, loud noises that impact us, think what they do with dogs, and I don't even get me onto the Wi-Fi. I mean, do you think, and, and, and I talked about this, one of the leading psychoacousticians, which is somebody that studies the effect of sound on the human ear, but also he's also a bioacoustician here, studies the effect of sound on the, on the um, animal ear, and we were like... What are all of these, not just radio waves, Wi Fi waves doing? You know, do, do dogs hear stuff that we don't know? We know that children with autism have some more sensitive hearing and that they can hear, or, or, you know, the studies have shown that they can hear electricity sometimes going up and down in the wall. That's why this said the environment is too much for them. That's why, you know, you can see a lot of kids like this and it's too much, or they wear headphones. Um, so, You know, the sonic environment that we live in, we really have to, we have to, I think, empathize uh, with our dogs in that if it disturbs us or it's uncomfortable for us, it's probably much, much worse. We know, I mean, dogs that have separation issues, right, when people go out and they can't cope, well, um, that's why we say, leave dog TV on. (laughs) Right? That's why we say it, because it's not some sort of gimmick. There's a reason for it. When you go out, sometimes you turn off the radio, you turn off the television, you turn out the lights. And then the sonic environment that the dog is so used to when you're around is now quiet. And now the dog hears other noises. Think about what it's like at night. When you're in a place, even in your own place, but a place maybe you don't know too well, you're hearing sounds, you're by yourself. Those sounds have been around all day, but now you're hearing because you're by yourself and you're, and it's at night. And now maybe these sounds freaking you out a bit. So the whole separation distress, yes it is. It's most likely, hey human come back, don't leave me by myself. But it's also I think some dogs are fearful of it because they're now hearing sounds that they didn't usually hear. And that's why things like Dog TV so important as long as the dog is acclimated to dog tv and feels comfortable with it that's why you leave it on when you leave and it has really helped so many of the dogs so i want you to create your home environment and um you know you can play fast sounds of fireworks you know very low and gradually build it up and feed the dogs wonderful food and stuff but Um, You can do that, you know, get a recording of the sound. But sometimes that can take a while and sometimes it's not very effective. So what I find out, find is that if you prepare, what I mean is that if you find that there's a place that your dog likes to go when it does hear a noise, it doesn't feel very comfortable, under your bed, in a closet somewhere, allow them to do it. Allow them to go under the bed. Allow them to go into your closet. Snacks some maybe nice blankets that smell a you down there so that the dog can go in if it feels. Put dog TV on, right? So if you don't have dog TV and you want to get it, get it. And all of the, uh, uh, start now watching a little bit of footage with your dog just to make sure that your dog um, feels comfortable with it. Because there are some dogs that when they see other dogs on TV uh, or cats, they don't like. And uh, so, so you've got to, right, you've got to watch it so that you're not adding fuel to the fire. But most dogs kind of just look at it and then they wave from a bend. So if you get your Dog accustomed to the music of that, um, and that's a really important thing as well. Um, but create that den-like space. And then when fireworks just come, you use your kind of, either the dog TV or your white noise music, and you close your curtains, close your blinds, and uh, so that the, the, the flashes, if there are flashes, like for example, in thunderstorms, with lightning and stuff, there are. But if, if you're living close to a firework display or something like that, your neighbor's gonna have something. And, and if you can be in a basement where there's the less sound, do it. I mean, I like to set that environment up and go, I'm, go hang out with your dog i mean have like give your dog a nice toy to chew on um just hang out and have great experiences in this place so that your dogs you see i think that the problem is when people are like okay the firework display is coming tonight there's gonna be fireworks tonight so um we're just gonna sit here and we're gonna uh, feed our dog good stuff or wait and, and you that doesn't work because you haven't prepared for it. You have to build up that environment so the dog has positive experiences in that environment first so that when fireworks do come, oh, we're just going to go to this place and we're just going to hang out here. And the dog has positive experiences. Ready? Don't just go there. So, uh, whilst you're listening to me, uh, you're actually actively listening to me right now. Hopefully. Hopefully you haven't gone to sleep. Um, But if you stop, and I stop talking, I want you to start actively listening to the sounds around you. So I'm gonna stop talking for like a couple of seconds. Okay, so what do you hear? I hear in my environment, I hear the word of my computer, I hear somebody vacuuming in, the, in, uh, in my house, and I hear somebody, a lawnmower, outside. That's what I hear. But you see, I've been passively hearing those sounds all the time that I've been talking to you. They just don't bother me, they just don't sort of really register. I know they're there, but I'm actively listening to something else, right? That's the difference between actively listening to something and passively hearing something. So when we work with dogs that have fears or phobias, I actually try and change them passively, sorry, to be listening to something to passively hearing it. So that's, that's what my uh, sound desensitization CDs yes. downloads, that's what they do. And to, so the dog moves the fireworks and goes, oh, I know, I know what those are now. It's not a deal. I can still hear them but they're not going to bother me and in fact, I'm not going to be able to focus on something else. That's, that's how when we talk about sound desensitization, that's how it works. Wow. That
0: was some amazing information from Victoria about ways that we yeah. can help our dogs with this holiday. And so many tips too. And this holiday is meant to be a lot of fun and it still can
1: be, but it's good to do some things that you can prepare and be ready just so that everyone's gonna have a good time, especially if you have a party or anything else. Right. We want the holiday to
0: be fun for us and for our dogs too. And so I think having those having those tips and those tricks in our back pocket ready so that we can help our dogs enjoy the holiday a little bit better is a great way to get prepared for the, the we hope
1: that you enjoyed this i think that like we all learned something i know i learned a lot she gives such great information and so we hope that this leads you guys into having a wonderful and safe fourth of july we are so thrilled to be here uh, with our dog moms podcast and the dog mom show so be sure to stay tuned because we will be following through with another episode coming soon next week so enjoy the holiday stay f- safe and have fun and enjoy some holiday celebration with you and your dog Dark Mops, Dark Mops What you gonna do What you gonna do When they come for you Dark marks.